0: Episode 288: Eight Takeaways from Coach Fest. Hey, y'all, welcome to the Empowering Educators Podcast. I am Gretchen, your host and expert lesson learner. I'm a national board-certified elementary teacher turned teacher, trainer, and coach. All the lessons I've learned and am learning on my edgy journey, I share with you right here. From every silly mistake to the most glorious successes, you're going to hear stories and strategies that will inspire you to become your best. I have to warn you, as an educator, I can't help but hold you accountable for doing the work. So every episode, I leave you with practical, tangible next steps so you can implement your learning and maximize your impact. Whether you're teaching a lesson or learning one yourself, there's always a lesson if you're willing to pay close attention Elite Educators, that's the secret to staying empowered. Bring on today's lesson. Hey y'all, Gretchen here of Always a Lesson. I'm excited to be in your ear today talking about my recent conference experience and the lessons it taught me as a person and an educator. So no matter your role, you'll find a message here for you. Let's get started. Well, hello, spring. The warmer temperatures are here Last podcast, I was talking about you allergy people. Gosh, I feel so bad. There was a reel that I shared on Instagram recently, and it was of a tree that they were cutting down. And the amount of pollen that stayed in the air as the tree was falling was so crazy. You couldn't even see just this green mist. And I'm like, that is exactly why. We're miserable, but I know it's short amount of time, and soon everything's going to be in bloom. It's going to be beautiful, and it's hitting 80 here in North Carolina in March. I just don't even understand what's going on. So I wanted to dive into today's episode to talk about a conference that I attended, and at the top of the show I told you, no matter your role, you're going to get something out of it, because hello, always a lesson and there was a lot of personal development here for me. And that's what I want to point out is like, you're going into these experiences thinking, well, I'm going to learn something professionally. And then you come out a totally changed person. And so be on the lookout for that. So I attended Coach Fest. It was in the mountains of Boone. North Carolina, just absolutely gorgeous. It was held at App State in their education building, which was like state of the art, so beautiful. And as I said, such a transformational experience for me and just needing time days after to process everything that happened and everything that I learned, needed time to decompress because a lot went into me just getting there. And I'll tell you about that in a minute. And then I needed time, like once I realized that that really just happened, Then I needed to reflect, like, what does this mean for me? What do I need to do differently? And I hope you build in time after a learning experience to do the same. And we can't rush it. Like I said, I needed time to just sit in it for a minute and be like, okay, wow, that was a complex couple of days a lot occurred. Let's walk through it. Let's think about what feelings come up, what I took away from it, what I need to do with what I've learned. And so allow yourself that time. It really showed me intentionality, which if you know me by now, everything I do is is super intentional. But we have to all be intentional in how we show up at a conference. We cannot just sit there passively and expect to be transformed into the best version of ourself without putting our time and attention into it. I'm not saying you can't doodle. Sometimes that helps you stay focused and process what you're learning. And sometimes you need to converse to be like, did you just hear that? Oh my God, what does this mean? Or it makes me think of, but sometimes when we sit there and we expect the person in front of the room that's teaching us, Like through osmosis, we're just gonna suddenly come out a professional, an expert. Suddenly, our capacity is like through the roof. Like, it's just not gonna happen. I've attended the same professional development workshops, and my attitude and perspective being different each time, and it changes the outcome. It truly does. And so, if you have the chance to go to a PD session or a PLC at your school, or you're engaging in a coaching cycle with an instructional coach, Think about the intentionality in how you show up in that experience. You are just as important. In that experience than anyone else that's involved so I did a professional development session the very first day it was called 30 60 90 days and beyond implementing a strong coaching plan cuz hello this is coach fest for all the instructional coaches and I wanted them to be able to know you don't have to wait for your principal to hand you this game plan because they're not going to they don't know what you need to be doing they don't have time to plan it out so you can be your own advocate and design it and over the years I've learned what makes sense to do when and in what order? So I shared that with them. It was super hands on where they got to manipulate different tasks into the right buckets and then they spent time personalizing what it was going to look like for them. And I know lots of folks said, Gosh, that was really helpful and thinking about all the things I didn't even know I should be doing. Or again, intentionality in what do I do when and being like, hello, I'm not going to sit here and just wait, I'm going to make sure I'm effective. And I've designed this. And it doesn't mean your principal can't say, I don't want you focusing on that, or let's switch things up. But at least you've done a lot of the work to decide like, this is this is how I see it going kind of like a pacing guide for a teacher. What are you teaching when how long are you spending on it and so forth. So then the next day, I keynoted for 250 coaches and my message was called Teacher Leadership, how to know one and grow one. And we focused a lot on really getting to know our people beyond an icebreaker, beyond surface level, because everyone brings something to the table. And I talked to them about this idea of sitting ducks and how horrible it would be that that a teacher would leave our building with all this talent and knowledge inside them and we were never able to cultivate it or give it a place to be shared, not only so they could grow, but everyone else around them. And so that's what I mean. you got to know your people in order to help them to grow. And that was a really fun experience for me to be able to share what I've learned, pass that knowledge off, and then watch everyone process a lot of the systems and the ideas that I've learned over the years. And sometimes keynotes can be different. Some are really entertaining. Some are informative. And when you're watching the reaction of the audience, sometimes I can get in my head about, like, wow, that's really resonating. But sometimes it's because it's not a dense thing for the brain to be able to process and react, where the content I was sharing does require some time to take it in, put it on paper, think about what it means, (laughs) have an aha, make a connection and then and so as you are a teacher, or as you're a leader, sometimes your message is interpreted quickly. And teachers can implement and change fast. And other times, it takes them a minute to process. They're not dumb. They're not not capable. It's just the fact that they need time to take in what you're saying and process it and like I said at the end of a conference I needed that same time because I learned so much information I'm like let me go in my brain and organize everything into boxes and file them away appropriately like it's just a mess up there I've taken in so much information literally I, I can't have anyone talk to me because I can't fit another thing in my brain until I get it organized um, and so sometimes when we're teaching a lesson kids need to process especially if it's dense content and teachers during PD, especially if it's something new, a new initiative, new curriculum, like the blank stare is them being like, oh my God, I'm overwhelmed. My brain is chaotic. I need to just sit with this and be like, let me get my bearings. Let me organize my boxes and file everything away in my brain. But what was really stressful for this experience for me is this edupreneur life. So I am full-time mom and part-time teacher, trainer, keynote speaker, author, all the things, because I'm raising my babies. They're two, four, and six, and my littlest is going to be going off to kindergarten in two years, and that's when I can go back to being full-time. But for for this short period of time in their lives, I, I'm blessed to be able to work from home, fit in this teacher support and all the nooks and crannies. But because of that, when I go away for three, four days, it wreaks havoc on our routine. And my husband who has a really intense job is like, please don't expect me to jump in and help. Like I have got to work morning to night and and crank it out. So my mom was going to come play mom. And she does a great job. We're very similar. So her jumping into my routine is easy. Although it's been a long time since she's raised three kids. And it takes her about a day to like, whoo, this is fast pace, and like, I forget what this is like and everyone is so needy because she's retired now, you know, so her life's super slow and calm and quiet. But what happened was this stomach bug went through the house. And so I'm heading out on this trip and my littlest is the last one. He's getting over it. And my mom's like, I cannot come right now. I do not want to get sick. So now my husband has to stay home, which makes me feel guilty because he had just told me like, I cannot help out in any way. Please make sure your mom gets here on time and is squared away and whatever. And he was like, you know what? It's, It's not as big as of a deal. I it puts a lot of stress on me, but we can't help it. It is what it is and we're partners in this thing called life. We'll figure it out. So he had a great attitude, but I was stressed to the max about it. And then because my mom delayed her her arrival twenty four hours, not only was my husband still trying to work and be a dad and take care of a sick kid, but we had all the hustle and bustle of the other kids that needed to get to their activities and whatever. So the whole house was just in an uproar, and it's hard for me to be present professionally when everything at home is like woo and those of you who are working moms like you might feel this too where you're like texting or calling like are you okay did you eat today is your snack in your backpack <laughs> like you know all the things tell me about your day i literally would take on breaks uh my phone out and look at the ring camera and watch my daughter get off the bus and she would sit on the porch and talk to me how is your day what went on yada yada and then you know all the cameras in the house i can at any point just pull up one they have a little playroom i'm like hi guys, I hope you're having a great day. I'm like, oh my God, mama, what are you doing? I'm like, well, I'm just on a quick bathroom break, but I want to say hi. And thank God for technology, right? Just to put me at ease that everyone's got it. My mom finally arrived. She was able to whip everyone into shape. My husband was able to get to work and make up for lost time. But it was really difficult for me to stay present, balancing these, these two lives. And you might feel when you're in learning or you're giving learning to others that someone's not hundred percent present. And I just ask for grace because everyone has extraneous factors that affect their performance. And we cannot do anything about that. Cars break down. People get sick. Elderly pass away. And folks are trying their darndest to stay focused and committed, but they're distracted. And you'll notice that when when you're yourself learning in a session and you think about, oh, the lesson plan that's due or this parent meeting that's coming up or you're panicking about all the copies you need to make. Or if you're the one presenting to folks, you can see on their faces like and we joke like you're making your grocery list, you know, but sometimes it's literally like. I'm calling my son, he had a fever or he got off the bus and no one's home, I wanna make sure he has a snack or so-and-so got, left something at the soccer field and now I gotta find someone to go back and you're you're literally trying to be two different people at the same time and it's really hard and the mind can only do so much and so just when you find yourself in that moment where you or someone else is distracted, give them space and time, ask if they need help but most of all, remind them that you are there to help support them and we'll figure out a way to settle everything down so you can get the knowledge you need, grow your skill set without sacrificing whatever extraneous thing is, is happening. And we're in the human business and I keep reminding everyone that the the most effective support we can give teachers or teachers can give each other is the human side of us. No fancy instructional method for students is, is going to have this tremendous impact but the relationship you have with them will. And the same goes true with coaches and leaders. You might think, oh my God, I got this amazing game plan. My 30, 60, 90 day coaching plan, it's rock solid. Uh, It doesn't work unless you know your people and they know you and that comes down to relationships. So sometimes we have to get down to brass tacks, get to the basics and be like, how can I show up and help this person? There's a little bit of distraction. And let me tell you the stress leading up to just leaving (laughs) Those of you who travel in your job, oh my gosh, like weeks in advance, you you are prepping everything for yourself. Do I have all the clothes? Do I have all the medicine? Do I have all my work stuff? And then it's at home. Okay, does this person have all the items for this day, for school and for practice? And uh, they're going to this person's house and whatever else is occurring. And it's like, it just takes a long time to get things organized. How about teachers who know you have maternity leave coming up or you have to step away for a funeral and you're doing like a mad dash trying to prep? everything for the kids, you know that stress. And so that's where I was coming off of stress, arriving at this event, already stressed from just the prep. And then I'm stressed because the last minute sickness and delay of my mom. So now it's like stress on stress. And I'm trying to be so present in this moment of, this is finally time to fill my bucket and to pour back into other educators. And I love it so much and I'm distracted. And so I wanted to share with you As I was working through all of this, because I'm an imperfect person, there are eight lessons that I took away from the entire conference that I think are going to help you as a person and a professional. And we're going to start slow and simple, and then it'll build up to deeper aha. So just stick with me. Hey, y'all, popping in here real quick to remind you, if you are loving the podcast, Hop on over to iTunes to leave a star rating and type in a few words for the review. This helps other educators find the show so they too can be empowered. Lots of love and thanks. Now back to the show. So the first takeaway is we are in the people business and I've said that people are the most important thing. So it doesn't matter if you go to all the sessions because me type A, when I'm at a conference, I wanna go to all the sessions. I wanna learn all the things. I wanna come back with a notebook full because I'm still old school and I write on paper. But that's really not the essential. I remember my friend Nicole asking me if I was going to a such and such conference last summer. I was like, no, like I watched it online the year before and I just, it wasn't as impactful. I didn't learn a lot. So I don't want to dedicate that much time. And she said, Gretchen, the amount of learning that occurs is not even in the session itself. I'm like, what? She goes, the networking. When you're talking to someone and you learn their story and you hear their struggle and their obstacles and how they push through and how they navigate this, that, and the other, and then you start building your own PLN right there, you're like, now I got this friend in Texas and I got this friend in New York and I got this friend in Florida. And we talk all the time now, thanks to Voxer or Marco Polo or whatever other app you choose. And now you've got these professionals who love education, who are on fire for education that help you get out of the rut when you're surrounded by people that are negative or not interested in doing more than required or don't care to grow and they're so stressed and yada yada. You have this place to escape to where other people love what they do and they push your thinking. And you don't get that by sitting solo in a session like rapidly taking notes So remember, when you're at a conference, the sessions, yes, that's what brings us there. But what happens in between and before and after the sessions are the essential part. So don't skip it and don't stay in your little bubble. Don't always sit with your same crew. Go to different sessions than your bestie, you know, or invite new people that you meet. Hey, come to dinner with us tonight or try a new restaurant instead of the same old thing. Like when we're in Boone, I want to go to a place that is a mountain restaurant. I don't want to go to just any chain. I can go there whenever. And so force yourself to just learn all the things and experience all the things and make all the memories. And you can do that by being intentional going into a conference. Number two, get lost in the moment. It was so hard for me to leave my life behind. But it didn't take long for me to be like, woohoo, like I'm on my own. I don't have to change diapers or tie shoes or get snacks and lunch ready. Like I was 100% present after I got through and got myself in a mirror and said Gretchen you get this together you stay focused on why you're here like everyone's got home handled it's gonna be fine get here in the moment I got to hang out with my coaching bestie I got to hang out with my former coach who was there supporting me I had new coach friends I met and some old coach friends I got to meet up with and that's how things grow. I used to always go to a conference and know nobody and not really talk to anybody. But the more you go, the more familiar faces there are. And the more you connect on social media, the more you recognize people and so on and so forth. So it doesn't have to be a scary thing. You don't have to be sewed to the hip with somebody. Good things are going to happen at a conference if you're intentional. So make sure you just allow yourself to get lost in the moment, leave your life behind and be present. Lesson number three, give and get. The learning relationship requires you to give to somebody else and to receive. So you go to a conference, you know you're going to get information from the presenters or like I've been preaching outside of the sessions by networking with people. But it's also essential that you speak up and you share your perspective and what you've learned and new strategies you've tried and your experiences and your fears because that's what helps someone else grow. I can't tell you how many sessions I was in and we got derailed talking about something else in our small groups or our partner pairs when they would ask us to do stuff because we just start talking and we we're talking professional and it started on topic, but then it's it rolled into something else because someone asked a question and then I would talk a little more and then be like, oh, I never thought about that. That's so interesting. Who knew? And then here I am on the other side like, wait, how does your school do that? Like, wait a minute, you're allowed to do that? That's so amazing. And so all these like mind blown moments are because of the back and forth relationship. Expect you to show up and give just as much as you get. And if you're having an amazing conference experience, the best thing you can do is share it with somebody else. Here's some takeaways. Here's something to leave you empowered or let me share something because that's only gonna come back more to you later and of course that benefits you and everyone else. Everyone has something to contribute, whether it's you're not even a first year teacher. I, there was a coach at the coach Fest conference who was told a week before, you're gonna be a coach next year. And they sent her the conference so she could have time to prepare. I'm like, your school's amazing. <laughs> Instead of being like the night before, hi, you're gonna start tomorrow and you have no idea what you're doing, but go ahead, because that's pretty much how it happened for all of us. Um, and so she won the contest for like coaching the least amount of time. And she's like, I learned so much. And it was just really good to, to hear her energy and see her excitement. Even though the overwhelm you could see on her face of just like trying to learn all the things and like teaching, how long did it take you to get really good? It took years. And the same is true when you move into coaching. So just know that everyone has something to contribute, no matter the amount of time you have, whether you have or don't have a certain degree or doctorate or certification or whatever. Um, Everyone is learning alongside each other and appreciate that. So give and get. All right, lesson number four, align your learning with your goals. I cannot tell you how much it frustrates me when it becomes a popularity contest. It's like, oh, so and so is here at this conference, I'm going to go everywhere they go. Or oh my gosh, this presenter is so awesome. I'm going to go listen to them talk about something I already know about just because I love them so much. And I get that. And that's cool, especially if you have multiple days of learning. But if you have a short amount of time to get as much as you can in your brain and grow yourself, please just go to the session that you need. Go to your weakness. Uh, Don't pick something just because everyone else is going there. It doesn't mean you can't work your strengths too. Uh, But if you're limited on time, please align your learning with whatever your goal is, whatever you're trying to work towards, whatever you're trying to get better at, go to a session like that. Lesson number five, how we teach is essential for implementation. I hate to say it because there are a lot of very smart people presenting at this conference. But there are a few sessions where I was like, please let me help you design this session. (laughs) Like from the slides with spelling errors and too much text to uh, having no clue what you wanted the learners to do. It's so too relaxed and too not planned. And if you know anything about me and being intentional, the number one thing I work with teachers on is having a thorough plan. Like you've got to think about it from start to finish in the deepest way possible so that you're ready when you're alive in front of kids, because your brain stops working wow. sometimes. And I think that happened to some of our presenters where they were like, oh, my God, this is a bigger crowd. I'm getting nervous. I'm not sure what to do. I don't have things planned. There's no note taking guide. I'm not sure what my next slide is. This activity, I didn't practice what the directions were. So I have to say it four different ways. And everyone's confused. And it was just sloppy and it happened with multiple people. And these people are smart and these people have so many accolades and so much behind them in terms of certifications and degrees and stuff. And I'm just like, wow, okay. So sometimes (laughs) you can be very smart and still not do a good job helping pass the learning on. And if we, if the whole point is for you to teach so that people go and implement, then it's essential that we focus on how we're teaching. And so if you're a teacher in a classroom, I know you might feel like, I don't have enough time to dedicate a lot of time to prepping for each lesson. Listen, you don't have to recreate the wheel. Find a system that works and duplicate it so all you're swapping out is the content, but the way, the routine in which you deliver is consistent. When people sit in on my sessions, the way I do my slides, the colors, the types of pictures, um what I, how I ask them to interact is always the same. But the learning experience is so different because we're talking about something else. So you don't always have to be super creative. You can just find something simple that works. And if we want people to implement, whether they're students or whether adults, we have to really focus on how we're teaching and take it with so much pride that we spend the time necessary on the front end to design something. And if you're not the greatest professional development giver ever on the planet, there is someone out there probably sitting two feet away from you that you can partner with and be like, I'm trying to say this or I'm trying to do this. Look at how I'm doing it. What feedback do you have? And they're like, oh, you should say it this way or you should create this thing or let's change this up on your slides. So focusing on the execution when you're at a a conference, if you're especially the one teaching, is so important because no one wants their time to be wasted. And when you're not up there thoroughly planned or it's just a lackluster delivery, everyone's gonna feel like even if the content's amazing, That it was a waste of their time. And that makes people frustrated. And then they're not implementing the amazing things you just taught them, right? So definitely ensure you help that implementation process by teaching well and planning well. Lesson number six, don't assume. (laughs) Make the ask and get feedback. It's so interesting to me, people's learning faces. I don't know what mine is. I should probably sit with a mirror as I'm learning and be like, wow, you you have a... (laughs) You have quite the interesting look on your face, but sometimes I'll look at the the audience and I'm like, they hate me or they're not listening or they disagree with me or they think this is a waste of time. And then at the end of the session, they're walking out like, oh my God, that was mind blown. I loved it so much. And you're like, are you the same person? Because from what I saw, (laughs) you hate me and you think what I'm saying is not true and you're bored out of your mind um and so as if you're teaching others or if you're leading pd just know that you cannot assume what's happening in someone's brain based on their learning face so ask students or ask your colleagues how's this going for you am i going too fast is this a good pace Is what I'm saying making sense to you or do you need some more time to process? What feedback do you have for me about the way I delivered this? How can I do it better next time? Like you just got to make the ask and I know it's awkward But it's only going to make you better next time. You don't want to repeat a poor performance. And sometimes people don't come up and tell you like that was so great. And so you're left feeling like, oh, that was horrible. That bombed. Uh, But that's not always that's not always true. Okay, so don't assume. And if you're at a conference and you're looking around at people's faces, you might start noticing how different everyone looks when they're learning, how some are happy and cheering and how others are stone faced and how some are like face in their notes like they can't even keep up. It's just fascinating, okay? But don't assume. Number seven, gurus are people too. (laughs) I learned this lesson over and over and over this past year. I have the opportunity, since I'm starting to speak quite often, of meeting a lot of gurus, like researchers, like top-notch people in education, like the famous of the famous of the famous. And so I'm shaking hands and hugging babies and all those things. And I'm like, man, this is totally not what I thought the person was gonna be like. And so you might go to a conference and it's some head honcho and you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I get to learn from them. Please know they're people too. Like they tie their shoes the same as you. Like they, they rest their head on a normal pillow every night. Like they've got stress with kids and all sorts of things too. I have met some very smart people. And what I've learned with those with doctorates, they became super specialized in one area. So they know a whole lot about a topic. But then you'll be sitting in the elevator with them and they don't know how to like post on Instagram or they don't know how to send out like a news blast to families or they they don't know how to do like an effective turn and talk or something. You're like, "But but you're a doctor or like, but you're like the major person ever. But you're like such a researcher And then you realize, ah, these gurus are humans too. Like they're imperfect. You are not great at everything. And these other people are just like you. They're not great at everything. They're really, really good at one thing and maybe a couple of things. But they're just a normal human. They might not like the same things at lunch or they might cannot wake up in the morning without three cups of coffee. And you're like, man, get it together. Like you have to present four minutes get your personality awoken. Jeez. Anyway, so please know from the many people that I have met at this conference and others that we are just all people. So do not be intimidated to come up and ask questions or to feel connected to them or see yourself in them. They might be further along the path or they they might have figured out something really amazing. But... Also, at the exact same time of being an expert, they are a human. They are an imperfect human, too. And we can't put everyone on this pedestal thinking they're perfect, that they can do everything amazingly well, because they don't, especially if you're an expert in one area. That means you've poured a lot of time and attention in one area, neglecting some other things on purpose intentionally. Uh, It's hard to be really amazing at all the things and so I don't want you to to look at someone who performs really well, whether they are a teacher in a classroom or a coach or a leader and just think like they have it all together and they're just the most perfect person. If only I could be like them. No, walk up to that person and say, you are so good at X. What's the first step so I can start growing in that area? You know, or maybe you just out them and you say like, hey, what's your worst habit? And they're like, man, I bought my nails so bad. You wouldn't even believe it. And you're like, Really? Like, that's why you have fake nails on. That's why you always look so prim and proper. It's because you have this horrible bad habit you're covering up. You're human. That's amazing. I feel less intimidated now. And I feel connected to you because I buy my nails or whatever. I just made that up. Um, but the point is, let's not get so caught up in social media and who all these amazing people are. They're just People. And you have an X factor too, and they want to know that. So when you're at a conference, get beyond the the shell shock of like who's there and realize, oh, like (laughs) you get hangry too when you haven't eaten for 10 hours and you're silent at dinner because that's me. (laughs) I'm like, my battery is dead. Like I just need to sit here until food gets in. And then I become a whole different kind of person. It's amazing how that happens. Okay, lesson number eight. Your authenticity is your magic. Oh, I don't want to share this, but I'm going to. So at the conference, I was watching day one. Remember, I just presented day one. And so I got to watch all the keynoters for day one. And of course, I'm keynoting day two. So I'm just watching like, oh, how do they teach and, and how do they work the crowd and whatever. And thank God my former coach was sitting next to me. And so this first keynoter comes out. She's got so much energy and she's got in this super colorful outfit and she is so fun. And the crowd's going wild. She's got music blaring. And she hadn't even spoken anything yet. And I write on a note and send it to my coach, which you shouldn't be writing notes during learning, but technically it hadn't started yet. And I was like, I am not her. And I'm freaking out on the inside like, oh God, is this what everyone expects of me as a keynoter because I am much more chill and probably a hundred times more serious. Neither one being awful. They're just so polar opposite. And I'm freaking out. So then the next keynoter goes up there. And he's calm and he's casual and he's like, hey, I'm your buddy. La la la. la. And he's out in the audience and she writes back, not him either. <laughs> I'm like, I know. I'm like shaking in my boots. And she just kept reminding me because she's my former coach and she's amazing. You are you. And if you don't show up as you, they won't get the benefit of you. Don't even try and change your approach. And I said, there's no way I've prepped way too long for this. There's no way I could change a single thing right now. I'm just going to go up and do what I prepped. And if they love it, they love it. And if they hate it, they hate it. And if literally it's crickets, it is what it is. Like, I'm just too far in to change. So third keynoter gets up there, (laughs) does a totally different style. And I'm like, (sighs) and so the learning moment, even though I knew in my head, the lesson, which was you have an X factor, like, Do your dang thing. Be your genuine self. Show up how you do your podcast. Show up how you coach people. Show up how you've done every other PD session in the past. Just be you because when you're you, people get it. You can't worry about this person over here doing front flips and this person over here wearing the crazy outfit and driving the crazy car. Like literally you just show up being you. And if you're boring, you're boring. And if you're quiet, you're quiet. And if no one likes you, that just is what it is. But like own it and and do it. And guess what? It was fine. Like me just being me felt good because it was effortless, because I was being true to myself. And my message was all about ensuring we're helping teachers become their best self, that we're not trying to make them who we are. And that's where the rubber meets the road and why people don't want to work with a coach because they're not feeling successful because the coach is asking them to do it in a way that's not how they do it. It's not how they think. It's not how they act. It's not what they believe. And so when we can help someone become a more authentic version of themselves, they feel successful and it's not stressful and they're empowered and they're motivated to keep going and they want to partner together. So anyways, I'll get off my soapbox on that. And even though I knew in my head, you do you so well, like don't worry about it, then I'd see somebody else and whoop, right back to that imposter feeling or like I'm not going to be good enough or it's not going to resonate or what I have to share is not powerful or whatever. And But even though in my head I knew, be you. You believe in your message. You know this is good stuff. You know it's going to be helpful. And so I was selling books and swag and all sorts of stuff outside. And I got to meet some really cool folks. And so one guy came and we're chatting and I signed a book for him. And he came back uh, later after the keynote the next day. He's like, I really just enjoyed that. And I said, well, thank you so much for telling me because sometimes I just never know if it resonates. You know, going back to learning face, like the crowd was literally face in their notes or their cell phone was up taking pictures or it was silent. And I'm like, I don't know how this is going. (laughs) Like, are you feeling it or what? Especially because my buddy got up the next day and he's like this preacher dude and everyone's hallelujah and amen. And I mean, we had like the praise choir happening and, and then there's my session and it's like silent, which is fine, our approaches are so different. But when I was looking at that, I kept going back to that like, I don't know, I can't do it like that person. I just can't do it. And it goes back to the, the guru comment that I made. Like, you don't have to be anyone but yourself. Someone else got teacher of the year doing their thing the way they did their thing and you can too. And coaches are impactful at every school and they do things so differently because they have a different personality, a different mindset, a different perspective, different experiences, and you got to own it. Like, let's not get sidetracked because we are not the shiny new object that everyone's loving. And just because folks don't share their appreciation the same doesn't mean they didn't get anything out of it. Because that guy told me, well, I guess they assume because you got on stage that you don't need to hear it. I'm like, dang, that's deep. Yeah. So if you go to a conference and you love what someone's teaching or how they're teaching, can you tell them? (laughs) Just go up and say, thank you so much. That was so helpful. I love the way you did X. I'm going to beg, borrow and steal it and ensure that someone else enjoys it too. Or clap or smile or say thank you. Like that feedback allows that person to know I served you well today. And teach your kids to do the same in the classroom. Did you enjoy your lesson today? Did you feel like you learned a lot? Did you love this activity your teacher did? Do you feel connected to your teacher like she knows you or he knows you and and you know them? Tell them. You know, I don't know why this, this learning phase and we all have to assume it's just not working. So own your stuff, your authenticity is your magic. Just be you, that's it. And be a better version of you each and every day please don't do what I did. I wish I put my blinders on and been like, that was so great. I'm so glad they did it that way. I can't wait to get up there and do it my way, but I didn't. I'm imperfect and I was impressionable and I got nervous and scared that how I am and how I show up wasn't gonna be enough for everybody. And it was because your authenticity is your magic, your X factor. You don't have to be him or her. Okay, let's do a few reminders. Conferences are great learning opportunities, but we can't just show up passively expecting to learn and grow to new heights we actually have to be actively involved intentionally showing up everything in life will teach you a lesson if you just open your eyes and your ears to see and hear what you are being told i don't know if you believe in god or the universe or whomever there is always a lesson to be learned but you have to look for it if you've been listening to this podcast long enough then you know I always share the rationale for the episode and it comes from like a stoplight or (laughs) this thing I saw over here to the left. Like it's just everyday things. And the way that I'm watching and making connections is how I find the lesson. And you can do this too. You know, I went to the conference ready to share knowledge and gain knowledge, but I left a totally different person in the best way possible. And so I want you to know this truth. Are you ready? Who you become is totally in your control. How you show up, how you invest in your learning, how you allow others to get to know you in your struggles, how you reflect and implement your learning, how you watch for the lessons around you to enhance who you are as an individual using your gifts in your profession. Who you become is totally in your control. And so I end every presentation saying go be great because I truly believe that if you apply yourself You're going to continue to develop your potential and bring it to fruition, which is the whole point. Going back to my sitting duck comment, full of potential, but we never tapped into it. We got to get to know our people because they have cool stuff to contribute. And you are one of those cool people with a lot to contribute, being your genuine self. But you got to go be great. You got to go do the work. You cannot be passive. So when you get an invitation to go to a conference or present at a conference, you intentionalize the heck out of that thing. Make every moment count. Be present. Enjoy it. Grow your PLN. Put blinders on and just be you. All right, Elite Educators, that is a wrap for this week's podcast on my eight takeaways from attending Coach Fest. If you're an instructional coach, you've got to be there next year. All right, go out and be great. You've just been empowered. <laughs>